0: Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy, expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now, for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins.
1: Welcome back to the Servants of Grace podcast and to our theology segment. One of our listeners writes in today and they have a great question. And the question is this. What is prayer? Why do we pray? Well, this is a this is a very very important question. Uh, in First Thessalonians five seventeen, we're told to pray without ceasing, and many people take this verse to mean they must pray literally all the time unceasingly. That that's an excellent idea, but it isn't quite possible to to ever pray without stopping ever. What Paul has in mind here instead is that prayer is a regular habit whereby his people take hold of the Lord and his promises in all of life. The Apostle Paul could say this because he has given an example of this in his letters uh, to Christians. Uh, praying with consistency, it means having time, or perhaps several times during your day in which you take time to pray. Use the principle of praying consistently to develop your prayer habits. For Paul's point in, in 1 Thessalonians five seventeen is for you to have a daily practice of prayer see where the quantity of time in prayer becomes an issue is when we make it, when we make it an issue when we make others feel guilty for not spending time in prayer we can do this by comparing our lesser times in prayer to those of other christians or even ourselves in condemnation when we don't meet our own goals in my experience, many Christians, they, they feel guilty for the lack of prayer. And they, they think, I'm not a super saint because I, I don't in, fill in the blank there. But the problem is, this view is the wrong one. Nowhere in the Bible do we see Jesus or the apostles assigning themselves or others a certain amount of time to pray. If you look at Jesus' time of prayer or Paul's prayers and his epistles to the churches, you're going to see they emphasize quality over quantity. We don't know how long Jesus prayed to the Father. We don't know how long the apostles prayed, only that they prayed about three times, in the morning, at noon, and at 3 p.m. Rather than focusing on the quantity of your prayer time, focus on the quality. Spend quality time with the Lord, not only giving Him your requests, but praying the word back to Him and thus claiming His promises. Doing this will bolster your prayer life, which in turn will increase your assurance and your faith in the Lord. See, we have a summons to come boldly before God because of the finished and sufficient work of Christ alone. So then let us come with joyness and gladness to the Lord, not out of duty. You see, we as Christians, many of us, we struggle with prayer greatly. We, we might tremble as if the light from God's throne will expose us in naked shame. But the throne here is a throne of God's grace. It reveals the radiant robes that have been draped around the people of God and the righteousness of Christ given to all who trust in him. So here's some some keys to prayer. To come boldly and freely with gladness of heart. To come before the throne of Christ knowing you are clothed in the righteousness of God. To come before the throne knowing you are invited to his saving ministry. To come before his throne knowing you are purchased by the saving blood of Jesus Christ. To come before the throne of God knowing you are anticipated by his sympathetic intercession. To know these things mentioned above is the secret to a lively, to a happy, to a healthy Christian life. It is to a throne of grace which Christians come. Which means when they come to this throne, their sins are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Stumbling prayers are not criticized, they are received with kindness. God's word helps God's people pray and he graciously interprets his people's prayers in the heart of the Father. And therefore, because it is a throne of grace to which God's people come, God is ready to grant the requests of his people. He's glad to provide for their needs, to give strength to persevere through trials uh, when his people pray. Uh, 1 Corinthians twelve nine says this, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so Paul says, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. See, God requires his people to persevere in faith through the trials of the Christian life. And he gives his people a great reason to press on in the saving work of the great high priest, Jesus Christ, who can save his people to the uttermost. After all, Jesus has gone ahead of his people to open the doors and unlock the treasures of God's mercy and God's grace. Prayer is a great resource God gives his people, one that must not be neglected at the people of God are to grow strong in faith and persevere through difficulties. Prayer brings one to a throne of power and authority. It also brings one to a throne of God's grace to all who are in Christ. Therefore, let all God's people draw near to God with reverence, with joy, with great expectation, and with confidence belongs to sons and daughters of the King of heaven and earth. Charles Spurgeon in The Throne of Grace in the Metropolitan Tabernacle Pulpit, page 860, he says, And he gives a helpful explanation of the difference God's grace makes for God's people. I could not say to you pray, says Spurgeon, not even to you saints, unless it were to a throne of grace. Much less I could talk a prayer to you sinners, but now I will say this to every sinner here. Though he should think himself to be the worst sinner that ever lived, cry unto the Lord and seek him while he may be found. A throne of grace is a place fitted for you. Go to your knees, by simple faith go to your Savior, for he... He it is who is the throne of grace. To approach God's throne of grace is a call to persistent, confident prayer based on Jesus' own experience of suffering and, the, and trials and his subsequent ability to empathize with our weakness. Mercy focuses on the assurance that the past transgressions have been dealt with, while grace points to the inner strengthening to endure the test. Both come through the heavenly uh, high priest Jesus Christ, who, was, who himself was tested and is generously given for timely assistance. In other words, the divine help comes at the appropriate time, not the least when believers pass through periods of testing. Since God is the one who gives the help, we may be assured that he will provide that help at the right time and in the wrong way Because at the right time uh, because, you know what? He's sovereign, and so we trust him, and we believe, and we hold fast to him.
0: Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today.